It's that time of the week, it's Tuesday, it's a healthy obsession, the weekly show with myself, Adam Thurwell. Tom, are you here? You ready? Here at present. We've got a special guest. It's all the way from Dublin. It's Dino Robinson. Dino's on the pod. to say Dino's on the pod. Dino's on the pod. to Dino's on the pod. Special guest Dean McGeady's <laughs> in the it building. Going, How's it going? We're going to kick it off in just a minute, but yeah, there's three in the house. Three, three's company or three musketeers? Three musketeers. Otherwise, three's in Alright, let's get into it. <laughs> We've got loads to talk about today. We're talking about the Premier League. We're talking about heading in football. Is that a bit of a thing of the past? We're talking about managerial strategy. We're talking about longevity in the game. It's all going down. We appreciate everyone tuning in. And head over to ahealthyobsession.soccer for all the latest in the football world. Cheers. All right, let's kick it off. We are here. It is podcast time. It's myself, Adam Thurwell, Tom Hurdles in the building, as always. We've got a special guest today. It's Dino Magidi Decanio, <laughs> Aubameyang, Troy Dino. A few different names, all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome, mate. Welcome to the show. What's Phoenix up, Celtic MVP, Player of the Year. Yeah, and Phoenix are Players Player of the Year. Players, but even better. That, that's the impre- best award. That, that's impressive. That players Player is the one that matters, isn't it? So, Dino, welcome, mate. How's it going, lads? We've been dragging you to get on the show for weeks. We could, we, <laughs> we could have nailed you down. You're a man in demand. I'm a busy man, lads. I'm a busy man. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Dino, introduce yourself. Tell everyone where you're from, what you're about. What, how did you get to the States? You're a man of mystery. Tell us. Well, I do go by the name of Dino Decanio, but uh, Adam has decided to nickname McGeady for some reason. I don't get it. But anyways, we can move on from that. <laughs> so, so no, t- let, let's stay on that for a minute. So, when I first met you... We were playing together a bit of football in Phoenix and you would describe yourself as Dino Ducanio, yeah? No, I think to be honest, when I first met you, it was in a bar at like two in the morning. Doesn't and I introduced myself, introduced myself as Dino Ducanio, no? Doesn't sound right. At Christmas? <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> yeah. sound right. Adam, Adam doesn't go to bars. Nah, 2am nah. bar? Nah. Nah, nah, not no, me. Chance. So no. you, you would introduce yourself as Dino Ducanio and then we played football together and I said, no, you're McGeady. Because you had about 400 stepovers <laughs> <laughs> and then a Rabona <laughs> when, when there was an open net. <laughs> so, yeah, no, good, good, mate. So, wait, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Dublin. Dublin's fair city. That's right, that's right. Very good. And what, what about growing up? So, you played a bit of ball growing up, decent level in, in Dublin? Yeah, I would have played for a few of the top teams around Dublin. Lord Celtic, Home Farm, they were sponsored by Leeds United. Mm. Uh, probably around 12, 13. All the lads on my team had beards and all at this stage, but my balls hadn't even dropped. So I found it difficult to get in around the big boys, so kind of stopped for a while, went back to the local team, and then just in and around a few teams back at home and ended up over here playing with you guys. So, and you've said that you stopped playing for a while and sort of fell out of love of playing football, and then you've got back into it again now, playing for Phoenix Celtic, of course. So what was the thing that you sort of stopped playing? Why, why did you want to get back into it? And what was like the, the re-lighting uh, of the fire, if you will? Just, I suppose, the uh, many ups and downs playing, like mm. with uh, some of the top teams, you're in and out of the team, and then you go, say when you drop down a level, you're probably one of the better players of that team. So you step up again, and you find yourself in and out of the team. So the head can, can just go, you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Makes sense. That's why you like playing for Celtic because you're the best, one of the best. Whoa! You're in the one top. Of the best. You're in the top third. 
of well, the team. Well, he's, he's top player, scorer. Player. He's player, player and golden Currently boot. Currently top scorer, yeah. And golden boot. The goals have dried up this season, though. The confidence is down a bit the last couple of weeks, but yeah. we'll get it back. We'll get it back. Dryden and Gandhi's flip-flop. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have, we'll have to give Joe Beckham a shout-out. Since he's gone out of the team, the goals have mysteriously gone, so... Yeah, Joe Beckham. <laughs> Joe Beckham, eh? Right, so, so the goals have dried up a bit, but we had a game at the weekend, not great, against uh, a rival, so to speak. Are you enjoying those games? It's a bit of a local rivalry that the Celtic have got going on. Now we played a team called Rally FC at the weekend, so how do you think the game went? You didn't play because you're injured, so how do you think it went? Um, I think they absolutely skilled us with the tactics. Yeah. I've never seen a team play far up front. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good, good move by them, considering when we beat them in the final. We outdid them, so there's definitely a big rivalry starting there. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's nice to have that. Though. Do you do you think that like an island? Did you have a local rival like that in your pub team? Or oh yeah, big time. There's yeah. always a few rivals, especially because in Dublin, like to be like five or six teams, even in a small area, mm. so you always know a couple of players off the team. So how how do you find the contrast between the skill level of the pub leagues in Ireland compared to the states? I oh, know in Ireland they're very serious. The yeah. teams train twice a week, even on a Saturday Sunday. You can only make three substitutions. So you could have a, a squad of 20 and sometimes the lads won't get a game for a couple of weeks and you still have to stay involved. What do you think about that? Because obviously roll on, roll off here. Do you think that's better or worse? I, I, since I started doing it here, that would have killed me when I was younger. But since we started it here, I think it's great. Yeah. It's everybody involved. It should be for amateur football across the board. Yeah, yeah. Roll on, roll off substitutes. Yeah, yeah 100%. Agree. Especially with the money you pay to play every yeah. week. Even if you're at home and you're sitting on the bench for five weeks in a row, you still have to pay your 10 euros. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine paying, that, imagine paying your, your fees and not getting a lick and driving to a match and sitting in the freezing cold rain yeah. and not paying again. Disaster. So, so there was a lot of action at the weekend. It was Halloween weekend. We recorded on Monday. Tom, how was your weekend? Uh, apparently, you had something going on this weekend. I don't, don't know about that. I don't yeah. know if I did much this weekend. So, Dean, he's got a moustache now. So, for anyone that doesn't know Tom, he's got a full-on moustache. Do you like the moustache? He must have fell asleep at the party we weren't invited to, did he? Ah, there it is. There it is. So, so Tom had a Halloween party this weekend, and I didn't get an invite. We're we're podcast mates, so you didn't invite me. That's a lie. So, that's number one. Did you invite Uh, me? First part. Oh. So, it was actually my wife's birthday. She's born on Halloween, which is a... Interesting. Why didn't she Saturday. invite me to a birthday party? So you were invited. What's you that? were invited. You know you were invited. Don't remember yeah, that. He decided that he didn't want to come because he's too big time for that. Oh, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's got better and bigger things to do mm. than come to my party. Well, there's a few parties going on, mate. I had to sort of bob and weave. <laughs> oh, look at that socialite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, socialite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess the lads have been a bit upset because there wasn't an, an invite. But I quite like the uh, this point because it's supply and demand, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah. one of our friends actually, you know, Semi-podcaster, would we call him Fraser? Fraser, semi-podcaster. semi-podcaster. Yeah, yeah. Friend, he's a friend of the show. Friend, friend of the show. Friend, friend of the show. He was, he was particularly upset. Um, you know, he sent a few text messages, but I quite liked the desperation behind him. It, yeah, it, it sort was. Of, it was like, now I've got something of value that you want. Yeah. And it kind of, uh, it was the carrot that kind of keep me moving. My, my dad used to tell me desperation is a poor cologne. <laughs> <laughs> and, he was, a, and he was stinking of it. Yeah, yeah stinks of desperation. So anyway, we don't care. We don't, we don't care about your your shitty party because we won't invite it. I could smell it through the phone. I don't know if you ever smell a text, but that one smelled of desperation. <laughs> All right, right. So we don't care about your weekend. So we won't invite Dino. You had uh, an eventful Halloween. Real quickly, tell us what you dressed up as and how it went. Well, I had one of them blow up alien suits, and it looks like it's carrying a baby. <laughs> <laughs> an alien carrying a baby. Yeah, so basically, I'm the baby. 
the island behind me, I'd also imagine getting kidnapped. You'd see the head sticking out the back of the and, and you got kicked out of the place you went to? Well, obviously, when you have the alien suit on, it looks funny when you run. <laughs> it looks like he's running away with the alien. So, obviously, I had to get into character and I was running around the bar. Yeah. And the, in fairness to the bouncers, they, they only told me five or six times to calm down. But I just couldn't let it go. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of defeats the, the purpose. You, you want to run around and act like a fool because you're in a costume, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. Point. So and in fairness, the lads were encouraging me every time. Of if I did was. calm down, they're like, man, give us a dance. So yeah. I had to get into character and give the lads what they wanted. So, yeah. they, so they nicely asked you to leave? A couple of times. And then I just, I just I was loving the attention everyone was giving yeah. me. So I said, why not? Let's keep going with it. Get out of there, yeah. And then next minute... My two arms were behind me back, getting dragged in. I'd say it was hilarious. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's good. So, that's what you want. So the alien that was stealing the baby got dragged out. Right? It's like a three-man crew. <laughs> so, so overall, Halloween success? Yeah, unbelievable stuff. Good stuff, yeah. All right, so let's move on to some football now, some real football. It's just what the people have come for. It's what they come for. Dino, Arsenal United. We'll kick off with Manchester United and Arsenal. Are you a Manchester United fan? I am indeed. All right, and what did you make of the game on Sunday? Uh, well, I Nearly fell asleep in the first half. I was already put off when they were hugging in the tunnel before the game. All these players that know each other. So is, is football in that? Because United and Arsenal used to have a massive rivalry. Do you think that, that is, that's just dead now in football? That level of rivalry is gone? Oh, it's gone. Totally gone. A good thing or a bad thing? Oh, it's, it's terrible. It's, it, takes, yeah. it takes the bite off the game straight away. Mm. Like Think about a couple of years back, Roy Keane nearly wanted to pull the head off the yeah. air in the tunnel. You were... Dying for the game to start. Mm. Why do you think that's gone? Well, I definitely think social media is a big part of it because they all want to be friendly with each other and yeah. they're all like each other's photos. And it definitely has to be that. It's only the last 10 years that, that it's actually happened. Do, do you still see that? Is there, any, is there any game in the world where that rivalry still like exists to that like level of, of hatred almost when they get on the pitch? I think Classico is still pretty tasty. Barca Rail. I think yeah. that's pretty tasty. Mm. I, think, I, I think in England... Everton Liverpool was quite a tasty game when yeah, it that, recently yeah. Everton were kicking the shit out. Of it. I don't know if that was because it was a rivalry mm. or just because that's how they approach the game. Everton set up to play yeah, a bit of a dirty game. Physical. Do you think that it's because a lot of the players on the team no longer have the affiliation with the team? You know, like the United teams you're talking about had Connect. six or seven lads that came through the club, yeah. or or is that just maybe just a bit old school? Of a, I think a, that's a bit old school. Yeah. You think back to the Arsenal team, a lot of them are French, yeah, and yeah, Spanish, true. and stuff. Else. Yeah, a couple of French. English lads, but. Um, do, you, do you think they were more connected to the club though, like the the community around the club? By ways that they got a flavour of what it was about, what it mm. meant to the fans. Yeah, I think yeah. players are too far removed from fans shot. now, um, and it's they're all about the perception of who they are. And I think another factor as well is like a lot of these players play with each other in national teams yeah. or have played together previously, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. and you don't want to go out and two foot your mate that you've been playing with in two weeks. An international duty, like it's yeah, true. But 20 years ago, that went out the window, yeah, yeah, people didn't care, <laughs> no, they didn't yeah. care at all. Huh. Uh, even, but even say the England team, like the United players, they didn't want to mix with anyone, they all set, set together, they didn't want yeah. to mix with Liverpool or Chelsea players. If they knew they had to mail them out on the weekend, well, I can't remember whose book it was, it might have been Gary Neville, maybe Stephen Gerrard, actually, or maybe they both said it that after they'd finished playing that they had looked back on their England careers and they had said at tournaments, the Liverpool players would sit on one table, United on another. And he's like, that actually was a massive detriment to them progressing as a, a national team because there was no like bond between them. They actually hated each other. Whereas now that probably doesn't exist. You, yeah. can't, you can't see anyone sat at a table at England meet up or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm not sitting with you, mate. Like, like you said, they're all pals now, aren't they? Yeah, but even everything, if you go back, all these lads, say John Terry, Gerrard, mm. Scalds, 
they all grew up in the system where you had to clean boots, yeah. they had to fight to a nail to get in there. I'm not saying that the lads these days don't have to fight to a nail to get in there, but they're they're soft. They're getting brought up that way. They, they have to have somebody else cleaning their boots, stuff like that. So, so if we see this as supporters, Tom, do you think that why, why don't the clubs see that? Why don't the clubs put measures in place to say you're still a you're, you're still a prospect? You need to put the dirty work in and clean boots and like do the shift. Do clubs not see that, or do they want it to be so professional? that they don't have to do any of that. I think it's part of a competitive environment now where players, good upcoming prospects, are sought after by other clubs. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're not going to treat me like the pro I think I am at 17, 18, I'm going to go elsewhere. And a lot of it's agent driven because these kids are owned at young ages and stuff and it's, or not owned, represented. Mm. So they're they're brought up in a certain standard. They expect If they're not getting any of the club they're at, they're going to go somewhere else. And I think you've just got to meet the, the standard that's out there. Yeah, Someone sense. does something, we've got to match it, right? So what do you think about the match itself, Dean? Did you think that it was uh, United's worst performance this season yet? or I wouldn't say their worst, but after such a high from Wednesday, winning 5-0, expected it so much more. And the PSG game as well. It's United are like Jekyll and Hyde at the moment. So what, what do you think of the issue there? I don't know what the problem is, especially we've actually normally done good against, say, the top 16 sure, yeah. in that bracket. I don't know what happened on uh, Sunday Pogba morning. Pogba needs to be booted off, you think? Yeah, I, I really like Pogba. I think he's a world-class player, but I'm thinking maybe the Premiership could be too fast for his style of play. Just, to, me, to me, he doesn't seem interested anymore. He doesn't, he doesn't seem like he's uh, it is just in it for the right reasons. Maybe, maybe that's just like easy to be on the trigger when he's had a bad game, but I haven't seen him play well for United for ages. No. Like, I have an actual... And then he goes away with France, and he's... he's a world beater. Yeah. From a non-United fan, because you were awful against Chelsea as well two weeks ago. Poor, right? yeah. And I don't think Solskjaer has figured out United's identity yet. I don't think you have a style of play, because he keeps changing, right? Systems, mm. he's changing personnel all the time. I don't think he knows what his best team is, and I don't think he's got a style of play, which as a team, that's why you're going to be inconsistent, because you look at successful teams, City when they were in their prime, Liverpool, they, they, they might change personnel, but they always play the same way, regardless of who they're playing. Mm. United adapt and change, and I think that's hard for players to jump in and jump out, because it's different week in, week out, and I think that's the problem he's got. He's not figured out who United are going to be yet. Do, do you think that, Dean, do you think that a player like Pogba, a manager's hands almost forced, where I know he's not started the last few games, but you're almost like obligated to put him in the team because you can't leave him out for that long because eventually, if you don't win, why, well, Pogba should be in the team. He's your best player. And then if he is in the team, it's like, oh, well, it's Pogba's fault. He's shit. So like, well, what's the answer to that for a manager? Yeah, and he's also on 350 grand a week, so he can't have that player. on the bench. So. And if they want to sell him, he needs to play because they need to get him in a shop window. Yeah, it's a tough one, right? But terrible start for United anyway. They've had a, a what did you say, Tom, the stat was? Worst start since Moyes, which is what, 10 years now? 10, 10 years. Yeah, Moyes was 12, I think. Seven years ago. Seven years ago, 12, Seven 13. Ago. Yeah. bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good start, but they look like they're going to win the Champions League and get relegated. <laughs> is, that, is that a doable thing? Yeah. Well, I will say, I think Wednesday was also... When you think back, it was overshadowed because we didn't play that great. We got the three yeah. late goals. Yeah. So maybe it, maybe it was a bit of a cover-up story there for us. I, I think so, yeah. And, and Tom, Spurs at the weekend, another good win. Can Spurs win the lead, Tom? Each week we're... Uh... As a United fan, I can say if Son, Kane and Bale stay fit, they definitely can win the lead. You think Spurs can yeah, actually Mourinho's, win the lead? Mourinho's the man, the way things are. He's been there, done it. 
and mm. he's after getting every player that he's wanted. And Liverpool didn't look great at the weekend. It killed me to say that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like Dino on the podcast. Yeah, he's yeah, talking yeah. Some, some sense here. It's better. Pro than, Spurs. Yeah, and it's, it's uh, very well balanced as well. It's, oh, it's a diplomatic approach. But it was a, a real Spursy thing to do what they did on Thursday. Go and get beaten by... Yeah, and uh, and a bunch, the of, a bunch of yeah and, plumbers, <laughs> a team of plumbers from Belgium. Is yeah, that Belgium? Where the Belgium shirt? Yeah, no, that's where I was. Nice shirt. Just winding you. Thanks for that. Is that who they got beat by? Yeah, that's very Spursy. Did they play the B team on Thursday? Uh, we'll shuffle them to deck a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. Do, you, do you think they can do it? <clears throat> uh, no. Liverpool look poor at the weekend, but it's still top. Still top of the league. Yeah. They still won, didn't they? Yeah, they keep winning yeah. games somehow. Figure out how to win. And, and, and against West Ham, Liverpool had a bit of a makeshift team. They had two or three guys in there that I, I personally never even heard of them. Like youth, youth prospects at centre-back. I can't remember the lad's name. Yeah, he's a... Very good, though. Williams, is it Williams? Is that yeah, name? maybe, yeah. But he was, he was decent. And I, I looked at that Liverpool team, they went 1-0 down, and I thought, this is it now. But then they still grinded out results. God, if they keep doing it. Did they do it again? Was it Sheffield, was it Sheffield United 1-0 up against them last week? Or? Yeah, they come back from ground yeah, again. come back from ground again. Before midweek as well, in the Champions League. So they can't keep going on like that. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is like, can they keep up that momentum? And, and City, I mean, they have been a bit wobbly. They seem like they've come to the end of the cycle a little bit. So is that, is it Spurs year, Tom? Could it, could this be it? No comment. You don't even want to say? No comment. It could be. Just have a bit of confidence. Where do you think Spurs will finish at the end of the season? Third. 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 And uh, beneath City and Liverpool? Uh, I think Liverpool will be above us. I think there's going to be someone Dark. above Liverpool. Dark horse? Yeah. Man United? <laughs> what, are you, what are you 15th right now it's only seven games in it's so hard to predict it's such a long season it is a, uh, isn't it? you can't look at the table until you're 20 games in for me mm. it really is irrelevant at this point no so what about this Pochettino on uh, Monday Night Football tonight is he oh yeah that should be tasty good good game so there's all Leeds and Leicester that's right that'd be decent yeah so um, what do we think about uh, just overall the situation with the TV is getting a little ridiculous with the, we were talking about this previously about the pay-per-view and like trying to find out where you're watching football games anymore. Yeah, well, we have the dodgy box in the house so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Conversation's relevant. Uh, we get our channels from Dubai so. Well, <laughs> I, 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 love, I love that Mike Ashley had said we'll lower it from £15 to Sorry. £5. Like that makes the world of difference. No. <laughs> You can't be paying any money to watch like Crystal Palace against Wolves and stuff like that. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? yeah, for, for sure. It's like it, at that point, you're just basically taking the piss, aren't you? You touched on cycling there of teams. So like City's kind of cycling out, right? Mm. So like we were talking earlier actually when we were having a coffee, and like you look at City and they feel like a team for me that's kind of getting a bit stale. They've gone through their peak and they're sort of dropping off a bit, right? In what they were quality-wise. You look at the same thing with Barcelona. Obviously, they've, they've, the worst start to a season they've had since 2002. Mm. They've played six league games, they've only won two. What do you think is a big factor behind that kind of thing? What, what's your thoughts? What, what's cycling the team through? Yeah, yeah. interesting one. So Ferguson did it really well, didn't he? Oh. Fer Ferguson was the master. At, Kept it fresh. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and they had a couple of down seasons where you know, they were sort of rebuilding again. But it was always, Ferguson was always very proactive about it, wasn't he? Like, replenishing the team before it happened. But that's got to be hard as a manager because how do you disrupt a winning team? Like, if you've been successful, how do you say to the lads that have been involved in that squad, oh, sorry, I've got to get rid of you now 
like Ferguson did it with in the nineties with Hughes and Ins and like they've been winning everything. And it's like, oh, sorry, we're selling you all off. Like it's it's brave to do that. So how how does someone like Guardiola or Klopp like how do you replenish a team that's been successful and doing well? Well, if you notice, we United every year Ferguson brought in a big big signing, yeah. and no matter what, they give everyone a little kick up the arse to get yeah. go again. You know what I mean? And mm. that's why I was surprised this year the Liverpool didn't do it. Yeah, they didn't. Who did they sign? Uh, they had one signing, didn't they? Well, they brought in Jota. Oh, they brought in Thiago. He's not a major Thiago. signing, is he? Yeah, Thiago. Yeah, well, well, sorry. I got to tell him, Rob. Thiago is a major signing. Yeah. signing yeah. Diego Jota and, and Thiago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, you fucked that up. Yeah, Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool strengthened massively. <laughs> yeah, that was a major mistake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Who have they signed? What no mark? Big right? Yeah. Yeah. They've signed one of the best well, central midfielders. You haven't seen much of them yet. That's why it wasn't yeah. on the top of the head. You know well, what I mean? didn't he get snapped against um, Everton? Welcome to the Premier. Didn't, didn't Richardson went after him? Yeah. Bosh him against that. Uh, no. yeah. Now my, my thing is, so you said it there, and you, you said you know Guardiola, Klopp. Um, a lot of management now is about maximising player potential. I don't think it's the old. I don't want to knock the old method where it was perform when you play, don't perform when you're out, right? Now it's a lot of behind the scenes, it's building relationships with players, learning what makes them tick. I'm going to help you get to the national team level. I'm going to help you become a, you know, move, get the move you want. And mm. it's a lot of relationship stuff. And I think now you, you build that attachment to players. Mm. And players build the attachment to the manager. So it's not as easy now to say as, well, you've done well for me for two years and now I'm just going to bin you because I, I think you're going to get uncomfortable and I'm going to bring someone else into replace you. It's not that replacement attitude now for me is that not a bit difficult for the coach because he's the one that has to live and die by the results that's, so that's what i mean yeah so, so, like, so it's either i burn a relationship with someone that i've actually yeah. worked on day-to-day basis i've seen find success for me someone that's run, run through a wall for me talk about liverpool Th- those players have, have you know burnt the candle at both ends yeah. for two or three years now right and now i'm going to just turn my back on you because that that almost goes against the philosophy of their management because it's yeah, we're, we're, we're together, right? We're one. This is us against everyone else. But, but that's and, now, and, and, and everyone else, sorry, everyone else yeah. in the team sees you bin someone off and they say, actually, you know, he's full of shit because he's told us it's all about us. And now he started replacing. You lose your change room that way. Maybe you got, it's a fine balance. So you're walking such a fine line that if, yeah. you, if you overplay that hand and you don't win, yeah. you get sacked. You go down with a ship. But like, obviously managers are proud and they're professional, but they get compensated if they do a bad job. Massively, I know it's not for them. It's not just the money part of it, but get, get fired and you get. It's the only job in the world you well, get you cashed think, out uh, for doing a bad job. Do you, do you think Mourinho has changed his style going to Tottenham now compared to what he would have at United? I think so. That documentary showed him in a total. If you liked him, what I thought he would be like. Jose seems to have. I think a lot of people, myself included, even on this show, have said I thought he's a dinosaur. I think the game had passed him yeah. by. I watched him at United, and I was just like, mate, you've. Used to like the same play, the same guy you were ten years ago. Same system, same players, and the game's changed. The game's evolved, but he seems to have switched up at least a bit of Spurs. Where well, asked Deli Ali the same question, he would say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Deli Ali. He's always got a scapegoat, yeah. Mourinho. He, he does still have that frame. Yeah. He, he's got a scapegoat, and Deli Ali's the one that isn't playing the way he wants him to. So he said, "Fucking, you're in trouble." Deli Ali finished. Do you think? I suppose anyway. Yeah, it seems like he it. Been yeah. whipped off three times at halftime this year. He'll, he'll be off to West Ham or something. Yeah. Next how does season. that? Obviously, you you're a confidence player. I think for sure. Oh, you yeah, need to feel the how, love. How does that? How does that feel as a player when you're getting like you you know that you're 
the, in the doghouse. Anything you do, yeah. you get slammed. I mean, how's yeah. that feels a player? Yeah, you're gone. The head, once the head's gone, you need to be feeling the love. Yeah, you, you, need, a, you need the person to put your arm around you and encourage you. But it's, well, Mourinho seems like that guy from it's the like, documentary. Uh, Gerard said he always liked the opposite. He always wanted to prove, prove yeah. the ball like he wanted to prove Benitez wrong every time. Yeah. The likes of Ali, I think he's the type of player and needs to be told how good he is. This net, well, I, I think that might be a generational thing as well. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, like, I think you used the word empathy. That like, good modern coaches are empathetic of the what the player's going through, where it's easy just to say, oh, well, you're a multimillionaire and you're young and you're successful. Yeah, but they're still humans. They still make mistakes. They still need an arm around them to say, look, it's fine. Make a mistake. Let's get through it. And you just said it there, like a bit of togetherness and a feeling of like the coach has got my back instead of like, oh, the he's, coach fucking hates me and I'm never going to get in the team. Up, yeah. yeah, cool. Well, listen, let's take a little break and we'll come back second half. We'll continue talking about a bit of Premier League and all the rest of the, the bollocks. Steve the kettle on, Dino. Kettle on, Dino. Kettle on, We're back. Dino is on the pod. How was the halftime, mate? Was it the refreshments that you needed? Oh yeah, unbelievable stuff. Ready to go again. <laughs> unbelievable, Jeff. <laughs> we we need a what, what's a little song for Dino being on the podcast? Dino's on the pod. Dino's on the pod. Dino's on the pod. Dino's on the pod. So we need we need that sort of intro, don't we? Like that's. <laughs> Yeah, she's not at the beginning. Yeah, so I need to get a few CDs, mate. CDs. Sorry, I'm living in the nineties. I told you, selling selling a new car park. It's back of his car. If there's one, if there's one thing that you are an expert on, it is the nineties. You are an expert in nineties nostalgia. Oh yeah, love it, love it. Could you tell us who was the chart on athletic sponsor of the '98 kit? Think about it. Answer at the end of the show. Answer at the end of the show. Back in a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're you're an expert on '90s nostalgia in football. It's pretty impressive. Like I knew I what Sheffield Wednesday's was. Chubba chub, chubba chub. Remember yeah. that one? What what was the Everton's? With Everton. a '97 uh, Everton. Was it one for one? I think that you had the top, didn't you? Oh, I have to warn. It's like a, a GNC or something. Danker, isn't it? It's Danker. Yeah, uh, it could uh, be anything at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a question I wanted to ask you at the beginning of the show, I didn't ask, and I ask every guest that we have on the show this: Do you listen to the podcast? I do listen to the podcast. Do you? Actually, yeah. What's the favourite stuff like, that we do, that the show has? Well, I like when you what talk... What your favourite bits? Well, I actually like when you talk about me at the start. <laughs> <laughs> when I was scoring them goals and the goals were going in. Yeah. I stopped missing them when the goals were right up. I know. I know. So, so we stopped talking about it on the podcast now. <laughs> I like when you talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> at least he's honest. That's the only bit he listens to. The first 10 minutes, they just turns oh, off. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and I think that Fraser was just a lying bastard because he said he listened to the show and I asked him and he was like, oh, it's Quite crickets. A lie. Yeah, he lied. Oh, yeah. I knew from the other end that he was lying when he answered that. I know. And we did a poll of whether he should be back on the show or not and the ratings weren't good for him. So we'll do the same for you. No pressure. But, you know, we'll, we'll leave it up to the global audience, which we've got a lot of fans in Japan. Oh, happy days. A lot of people listen to us. More, more people voted in the poll than listened to the show. Sign of the times. Yeah, that, that the audience numbers didn't yeah. reflect the, the election results. I have to say, mm-hmm. of all the positives, the, the shout about most improved player, and someone shouted Jackie in the background, I have to say, he fell out of my bed because I wasn't expecting it. Because yeah, obviously, yeah. Jackie's a good player. And yeah, just told yeah. me off the I don't think Jackie was happy about that. That was a, cl- that was a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, Jackie, I love you, mate. Love you, anyway, all uh, right. So you do listen to the podcast because I'm interested in the show because 
that bodes for like if you get invited back on or not. Yeah. So if you don't listen to the show, you can fuck off. <laughs> and and I I said to you this week, you sent me a link for another podcast. I'm not, I'm not listening to it. Yeah. Don't listen to other football podcasts. Right. I like your style. Yeah. It's cheating. Yeah, it's cheating. It's like a breaking relationship. We don't. Uh, as soon as we started doing this, I stopped listening to all other football podcasts. You even told me to delete and <laughs> put on the WhatsApp to do other podcasts. Yeah. So, oh, do you promote any other podcasts on the on the WhatsApp? No, no. that's you out of the WhatsApp. Banned. So anyway, let's move on to a bit of football. So, what, what one of the topics that we want to talk about is that Manchester United legend Bobby Charlton has uh, been diagnosed with early stages of dementia in the last day or so. So one thing that came up out of this was heading of a football, which I found an interesting topic because we've mentioned this on the show before that kids in the States now at under 12 level, is that right, Tommy? Are no longer allowed to head a football. First of all, you said Manchester United legend, uh, England World Cup winner. Club over country. Oh, unbelievable. Always, anyway, always club over country. I like that. I like that. He's all, he's all you, know, you know what? My first experience ever going to an England game United had eight, Manchester United had eight uh, starting players in the lineup at Wembley Stadium. I was on maybe 10 or 11. And I remember as the players were running out of the tunnel, half, if not more, of the stadium stood up and were singing, Stand Up If You Hate Man U. And I remember thinking, They're all. They're playing for fucking England. I, after that, England was like dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you actually get that from a lot of United fans. Yeah. See the way the sports fan here has to celebrate England's World Cup in 1966. What was the last time Spurs won the league? Wasn't it 66? The league? We always win trophies in years ending with one. So this yeah. year, this season's a big year for us. Yeah. 2021, we've got a decent chance. Yeah, Wonderful. yeah, good, good chance to win a trophy. But yeah, that was a, a big turning point for me in supporting a national football team anyway. And then after that, it was, oh, it, was Be- it was Beckham getting death threats after France 98. Phil Neville in 2001 when he cost Romania, Romania the, the, penalty. the penalty. Then, then it was uh, Rooney in, in 2006. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. He like, his foot, didn't he? Yeah, he broke Wait. his metatarsal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, fuck international football. <laughs> all right, all right. So, anyway, to answer Sorry. your question, yeah, Bobby Charlton, Manchester United legend, not England World Cup legend. Winner. Anyway. Yeah, World Cup winner, yeah. Okay. So, so heading in football, Tom, is it, is it going to die? Is... So there was a study that's come out that said fo- footballers are three and a half times more likely to, you know, experience dementia, not experience dementia, get dementia, I don't know right. what the word would be. Yeah. Get dementia, basically. So they're, they're at that, which, risk. yeah, they're yeah. higher risk. Three and a half times more likely than your, your average person, which is a, quite an alarming statistic because it's a, it's a horrible disease ailment, whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, to to experience whether you have it or whether you're a family member or a friend. Mm. Um, very sad, and that they're attributed it to heading, especially older footballers. So it might be different in the modern game yeah. um, with the old heavy leather balls because they used to weigh a ton. Right, um, repeated heading. So to answer your question, would it change the would would it change the game? I hope they can't don't take it away because it changes the game a lot. But is there a safer way to do it? I don't know. I know here in America in the youth game, under twelves cannot head balls. What do you make of that, Dean? No heading well, in football for well, I was just thinking there, I wonder how high uh, dementia is in American football. If you know is that is a big and that good coach out, yeah. There are a lot yeah. of studies into brain like like TBIs, isn't it, basically? Because that that's like guys going concussions and full throttle, yeah. bashing yeah. heads heads into each so other. So you feel it yourself on a Saturday when you head it once or twice. You're probably not they don't head the ball because yeah, <laughs> you feel that your brain rocks after yeah. you head it. So <laughs> I think if you're doing that from the age of twelve to like some players made a career out of heading the ball. Right. So who's who's your favourite header of the ball ever? 
Well, I have to say, I'll remember Alan Shearer's bullet headers. Shearer, yeah. Noel Quinn was always a man. I was just going to say, oh, Noel yeah. Quinn. Yeah, Noel Quinn was a great header on the ball. But even that sort of died out the style of, because everyone was playing the target. Target, target, you target you center forward, flicking balls up. Ball, yeah. I used to love the old school 4 4 2 with a big man in the air who yeah, was flicking yeah, yeah. on to the Quinn and Phillips. A yeah, bit yeah, more yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Jesus. Yeah. Flicking it on for the little man running in behind. Dead, deadly combo. Ah, unbelievable. Who's your favourite attacking combo? Oh, that's a tough one. I have to go at Calvin Yorkie. Yeah, Calvin Yorkie. He brought me so much joy. But them two seasons, 98, 99. And the, and the backups, so that was Sheringham and Solskjaer. Oh, yeah. like that was four quality strikers in that team. Yeah, what, what would be your favourite duo, Tom? I was, I did, I did, I liked uh, Shearer Sheringham for England. I like that a lot. Yeah, Shearer nice Chris Sutton was a big one. Yeah, yeah, when they won the league, yeah. Yeah, big stuff. Yeah, that was, that was a decent combination. I, I love like two strikers up front working off each other. Brilliant. Yeah, you just don't see it anymore, do you? Because that, that, that target man is sort of gone. You've got, you don't yeah, see a number well, nine anymore. You do, do you? have a son and uh, Kane right now, a kind of a little bit of a yeah. strike partnership. Bit, Different. Bit of a two, yeah. yeah. Foot, football's changed away yeah. from target man. Yeah, but football. Should, uh, Kevin Phillips got, I think, 30 goals on the, in two yeah. seasons both times. But Noel Quinn probably flicked on 50% of them. <laughs> and you just couldn't stop it. Everybody knew. Sutherland weren't even a good team. Just hit it long. Little flick on Kevin Phillips in, and then Noel Quinn done the same with Robbie Kane at Ireland. Who, who was the other player that played in the Sunderland team at that time that was dishing a lot of those crosses in? Real, not, not Gus Poyet wasn't there at that time. Michael Gray. Michael Gray, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Gray, yeah. See, 90s football <laughs> knowledge coming in, coming in handy. So, so tactics cycle a lot. Is that something that will come back into football with a target man and like people playing off a target man, or is that just absolutely dead now? That's dead tactics, and it's, it's all just fast. I maybe disagree a bit because I think I think football is it does cycle through trends. It's yeah. like fashion. Like tiki tack has gone now, yeah, and it's like, not quite the same yeah. because the game's evolved. The game evolves and changes. I could see a version of like more direct football coming back in and being effective again because especially you look now. What is Guardiola? He's put um, who's a midfielder? He's done at centre back a lot. He's dropped back. Fernandinho. Fernandinho, like they, he likes to play smaller guys. If I was going up against him, I'd say, all right, hey, Fernandinho's great with his feet. Let's mm. bang it long and see if he wants to deal with an aerial ball. Like, yeah, yeah. I think the game will because football. What I love about football and tactics is you you can't cover everything. So you have things that you are willing to give up on the field. So like Guardiola, I'm, I'm willing to give up the aerial battle because we're going to be better when the ball's at our feet and we're going to have the ball at our feet more than we're not. So the weakness there, if I played against him, I'd say, I'm going to play, I'm going to do what he doesn't want me to do, what he's given us. Um, and I think that's a cool thing about tactics. And I think as tactics change, you always give up a weakness and it's people who capitalise on it. And that will be something I would do for sure. Uh, and like Stoke, mate, Tony Pulis made a yeah. career of it at Stoke. I know this is 10 years ago almost, but like Stoke, their whole game was get into the box as much as you can into target players but you, do you think it's you think it's dead? Yeah. yeah well, like, it's for me, I don't care if we only have one chance of win one nil. But I find now yeah. people want to see attractive football. They don't really care that much about the win. They want to go and be entertained. Mm. For me, it's about the win. So one yeah. chance, one goal, happy days. But it's not for everyone anymore. So back back to the the heading in football, Tom. From a youth development perspective, do you think that that is a more beneficial thing for kids? So not worry about heading the ball and like playing non-overhead height football so they actually learn how to play technically. Well, they don't. There is no implementation of uh, not overhead height. So what you actually end up with is a, a goal kick coming and a kid going to head it and ducking it at the last minute, which is <laughs> unrealistic because they're not allowed to head it. Right. Or, 
you know, so that element of it is unrealistic. You would think that if they're putting the heading rule in there, that they would change the overhead height rule, right? It would be they dynamic, should. right? Like, like a bit of indoor football, that's what I'm talking about. Futsal, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 11 yeah. aside. The, game, the game, the game's dying. Perhaps. It's an impossible rule to implement. What do you do with a throw in? What do you, you know, what do you do with corners? <laughs> so I, 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 I like it for the element of it does kind of force you to play on the ground, but you'll play against teams where they'll take advantage of it. Hmm. I'm going to play super direct today on under nines game because the centre back can't head it, so we just keep kicking it over the top to our fast lad, and he can't even deal with it. So it's I, I, I get it from a safety perspective. I don't like it from a football perspective. I think there's an element of danger playing any sport, so we can't really take him. Like you can't go that soft and announce stop. You can't start that. Do you think you use like players wearing like Petacek helmets to stop themselves? That's a, that's a common thing in American like, young football. Where a lot of kids wear the head con- concussion headgear. Yeah, so it's nice. But like you said, American football kids playing American football, those numbers have fallen off a cliff. Parents don't want their kids playing American football. So they're turning to soccer. Yeah, they're playing soccer because parents don't want their kids getting concussions. And now, now the data and the science is coming out about the long term. Well, the, the the reason the conversation started, Bobby Charlton, right? And yeah, he played in a different time. And how much of that was just going to happen anyway without him playing football? Well, that can't be said, can it? Right? Like, you, you don't know. Well, Alan Shearer done a documentary on the BBC. I don't know what he was saying. I seen it. And yeah. that was it. Was they done it on that? And he did kind of prove that. It's definitely a yeah. case there. But boxers too, obviously, right? Because they're getting... It's, but it's like every sport, you know what I mean? You can't, they, yeah. They're going to take these, it's hockey, the whole lot of them, they're getting hits the whole yeah. time. Surely you're going to get damage over years. Yeah, so. yeah contact sport, you're going to physically get out its toe on it. So, so you think... That, Where do you stop? Where do you stop if you stop taking heading out of your units? Imagine football with it, sorry. Imagine football without heading. How boring would it be? It'd be terrible. Uh, overall, overall, then it's you both agree that it's part of the game has to stay in. You know, the risk no, three no has to be, so it has to be. You have to. You, I think there are like maybe maybe the ball. There's, there's science with the ball. You can improve. You know, the balls are pretty light these days. I bet it's not as bad as it's, it's not used. as bad as it was. The yeah, ball's probably about you know, a third of the way. Basically, the bricks a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and and the way the game used to be, you just have the goalkeeper smash it sixty yards in the air yeah, yeah, yeah. and head it back. Bang, like, get, the yeah. game isn't quite the same anymore. It's, not, so it's, it's on like, the deck. It's on the deck. It's fast pace. You know, the heading isn't as prevalent as it used to be. You used to watch old highlights from the nineties. You have like seven headers in a row. Like, head oh, head head one thing interesting I read this week was I was reading an article about esports and kids having careers in esports. And I was reading that the average shelf life for a professional athlete is only like four years. Like the average is like three and a half to four years. Because obviously some people play. 15 years, right, and have, but they're unicorns, like not many players. Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic. He scored yesterday, we, 29 years we were, of age. We were so unbelievable. Like, so he scored in every game this season. He's on fire, Serie, maybe. That's mental. Ronaldo scored in every Serie A game this season. Those are two of the oldest players. He came off the bench yesterday and scored yeah. two. So, so are those players, players like that are just like uh, exceptions to the rule because not everyone's playing up to that. Like those guys are just ridiculous. They look after themselves from a young age. So do you think it's that or do you think it's just like luck of the draw genetics? No, I think their players are looking after themselves a lot more now mm. than they did previously. The, the careers, the 32, 33, most players were washed up by then. But now it's they're adding years to their game. Well, no one's drinking anymore. No, no one's like, young, young people are not drinking, consuming alcohol anywhere near the levels of, say, our generation, right? And we're all in our 30s, right? So early 30s. And, and- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to say, obviously, you're, you're still in your prime playing on a Saturday, mate. Yeah. What are you doing? What's your secret? Can't touch me. Uh, yeah, well, it's the 47 points, points after the match. Like, yeah, <laughs> 47 <laughs> pints after the game that see me through, mate. I, I, play, I played Sunday as well this week. Oh, here we knackered you this week. 
and, and I cycled to the mountain and hiked up the mountain this morning. I, I am slapping. You go to sleep after the podcast. Yeah, I'm knackered now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking body's in bits. <laughs> well, because I, I had a booze-free-ish weekend. Yeah. For, yeah, so, sort of. So, anyway, yeah, so, so players, players' longevity, you think that it's just down to diet changing, looking after yourself. Where players, could we see players now where they are legit like 40s, like early 40s, maybe playing in the highest level still? Well, let's be honest, the Assyria is fairly high, and Eber's still doing the business, and he's not slowing up, so he no. definitely has at least three years left. Ronaldo's 35, I think. 46. And he doesn't like, he's slowing down. No. Right? So, all right. How's so. Messi? That's his year behind Ronaldo. 25. Yeah. And then if you think about Ronaldo still has probably, he probably played in America for about eight years. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that does, that, that's like the level goes down and down. You can just take the piss and play forever. Yeah, interesting. So, I think that, like, as players age up into well, that, it's just like now as an investment for the club, whoever has the contract, it's just in your interest to expand your sports science and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah big time. Big time. Mm, yeah. okay. so, so on longevity, what, what I wanted to talk about was like, so the shelf life for a professional athlete is like, I think it's like three and a half to four years was in this article I was reading. For an esports player, it's like two and a half years. Esports being kids that play in these big FIFA tournaments. Because uh-huh. what I was thinking is kids are going to move away from playing actual physical sports right because numbers of kids playing in these esports leagues and tournaments has gone through the roof because the kids are getting big youtube accounts and they're making money from doing it but the esports like the shelf life of one of these esports athletes is ridiculously low they're getting like arthritis in the fingers but they're like but kids are burning out because they're playing too much video games and shit like that like i'll send you the article it's very interesting because i thought this is great you can be esports player until you're like 50 yeah but 50 you'd be 100 it's not happening there's all kinds of like weird fatigue and like kids are fucking burning out from playing too many computer games do you play any video games? Uh, I used to play FIFA 1998, alright. <laughs> Indoor football. Ding, 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 oh. ding, ding, ding. That was the intro. I got my head shaved. So that's FIFA 98. Is that the last time you played FIFA? It probably is. David yeah. Beckham on the front. What's it? Roll to the World Cup. Yeah. So we've got FIFA but we play. We don't play it very often. I was never it's a big FIFA. I wasn't a big FIFA. Bear Camp was on '99. Saul Campbell on 2000. The new FIFA I found has uh, not improved very much over the last like decade. It's just sort of the same game. Like the graphics are a bit better, but the gameplay is still like a bit stodgy. I hated FIFA. I was a I was a Pez Pro Evolution. Pro Evolution. Pez was oh, much, yeah. The gameplay was much better yeah, on Pez. Yeah. yeah, but the players it was like dodgy names. Yeah, it was always it? fake names. Not sure. Yeah. It was like Lira. Yeah. Like you know, Dino De Canio yeah. playing yeah. for Michael Onion and yeah, all the team names were like weird as well. Yeah, yeah, it was like what what was that? Red from yeah. United, <laughs> Shadwell United. <laughs> <laughs> it was, mate, the gameplay was class. I, Every, I think it was like a two or three, three year period where everyone kind of went off the pre, Pro Evo, yeah. but uh, that. That kind of dipped away now. I don't think Pro Evo's up there anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't, Pro Evo's gone. And even the new FIFA's are like, me and Jack play, my son play, and he thinks it's rubbish. He's like, the gameplay's just absolutely shit. I've played it once or twice in my school. It's slow. It feels like you're yeah, slow yeah, in the yeah, game. Yeah. Like, they don't move. Do you, like, know, you know who's really good at it is uh, Alex Conley. He's very good at it. He's good at FIFA. Mentioned in my speech, didn't I? You did. Didn't yeah. call him a loser though. Why'd you have to bring the speech up again? I told you. <laughs> I told you it was a good speech. Stop fucking Anybody me. record the speech? I'm hearing a lot about it. Nobody recorded it. How is no? Re- oh, why didn't Sarah record it? I don't know. I'm sure, she, it's out there she, somewhere. She, she, in it. she was. <laughs> she was sick of hearing it. She definitely yeah, didn't want to record yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> She's been <laughs> your test, audience, yeah. audience a week before you did anyway, your best anyway. man speech. Yeah, I wonder anyway. if Fraser heard it when he was standing outside, looking through the window. <laughs> 
He's outside now. Didn't get the invite for this pod, did he? <laughs> Bi-weekly. He was due this week, actually. If anything, you've replaced him. Yeah, oh, stop. yeah Dino's replaced Fraser. You're in forever. Fraser's seat right now. Yeah. It's over for Fraser. He, he's go back to the fucking cooking show. Still hasn't got a bumbleberry pie, though. I oh, know. Fraud. It's not a real thing, that's why. Bumbleberry anyway. pie. Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> in other news, in other news uh, Thomas Tuchel said that footballers are playing too much football. Schedule's crazy. We've touched on this on the podcast before. Dean, are footballers playing too much? Uh, no, I think they probably are playing too much, but I'm sure footballers themselves would prefer to be playing a game every second day than training. Yeah, you not think so? Really yeah. training, do they? Even with like, the travel and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure some like your some family them. and all that. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose it's different. I probably look at being a footballer different than them guys because it's actually a job for them. Yeah. The yeah. guy would think, why would you want a day off? But I'm sure it's different when that's your profession. Yeah, when you're actually having to yeah. train and go to matches, go to hotels and all the rest of it. Tom, you, coach, is it hard to prefer in between those? Uh... Scientifically, yeah. it's, uh, it's supposed to take 96 hours for you to recover from a game. So four days to recover wow. um, from a 90-minute football match. That, that's, that's the scientific, like... Is one. that the same for pub football? Or? So that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> pub football, well, if, if you drink 96 pints after the game, <laughs> it's going to take you about 10 years. So, <laughs> so that's why I'm still you, sore on a way. You never actually recover. That's the yeah, problem. because I'm playing football every three so, days. So the idea is you, you get this recovery period in and yeah. your performance actually improves for the mm. next game because you end up, you, you kind of trough and then you peak up higher okay right and that's how you're supposed to sort of train yeah, yeah. but obviously if you don't recover you just kind of keep getting deeper and deeper so throughout the season you get worse so but, so squads just get bigger and kids and the kids in the team get better more chance like better chances to play and, and show and like do their thing if there's more games well it's more of a squad game then isn't yeah. it that's why they, they added five subs now in the champions mm. league games but for some reason they're not the only in the premier league yeah am i wrong or right there no, yeah, they, no you're they right. did you're right Cl- yeah. klopp and guardiola have been uh, yeah, moaning f- about it this week furious about it yeah. saying why, why have we not gone to five subs which is a, a different conversation in itself yeah so, and in other news, our local team, Phoenix Rising, Tom, you, you want to talk about this? Because the cup final got cancelled this weekend. USL Championship final got cancelled. Did you hear that, Dino? Oh, wait, no, I didn't hear that. The actual cup final in Florida got cancelled. They, they, they flew to Tampa to play Tampa Rowdies, Phoenix Rising, got there, day before the game, well, two days before the game, Tampa Bay had a couple of cases, I think the coach, a couple of coaches got COVID positive tests, so maybe a player. Uh-huh. And they've can they cancelled the game. The entire final. Like, everyone travels Florida. And not cancel it. Not we, I mean, there's fans there. A lot of fans from Phoenix flew there on their own dime. Mm-hmm. Players are there. The media's there. Everyone's there, ready set for it. They've cancelled. They've not rescheduled it. They've not said, "I oh, will play it in two weeks." I, I get the logistics of it. Yeah, yeah. But what do you think of that? Well, that's probably the reason why people are always going to have a bit of a snigger at the at soccer in this country. I think a lot of the stuff. Professional. A lot of the stuff I saw on like Twitter and Facebook was basically like the league's a joke. Right, how can you take a league seriously that cancels its penultimate game? Especially when COVID protocols have been in place all season and they've played games where, like, okay, you've got four players that got COVID. All right, well, they're out, but you've still got a squad. So you play. There's not many games that have been cancelled because of COVID. They've had a couple. Mm. But, like, to cancel the final, I get it, right? You shouldn't play a final with if they're missing half their team. I get it would be horrible, right? Because it's not fair to the organisation. Mm. But also just to not play it is bizarre to me. You don't. But, oh, you played it. You played this whole season, and well, we should have a winner then, huh? Like, that's that's like, hey, it's imagine, crazy. imagine, so we get to the final, and nah, 
happened? I'm going on Twitter after this to check out the comments. I'm sure there's some funny ones. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, there's, a lot, there's a big slagging match going on as well. Really? Yeah. Uh, what I just just thought about this now, my heart sunk a bit. Because the UK is going back into lockdown. Mm. Are they going to quit football? Is football going to get stopped? No, I think football's going to carry on. Football fi- football's COVID proof. Football's COVID proof. Yeah. COVID isn't going to stadiums. Is that right? Well, it stops at certain times as well, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and, if, and, and if you're eating. Oh, yeah. You can't. If you're on the train. Yeah, yeah. If you're walking to the toilet, though, yeah. risky. Yeah, yeah. If you're walking into a restaurant, we're going down the rabbit hole. Rabbit hole, rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get out, get out, get out. Yeah, definitely. Tom, you want to tell us about strangling? Someone got strangled? Soldado. Did you see that this Did you week? you see a sol- soldado? grabbed a lad by the throat in a game. Didn't grab him by the throat. He sort of like pinched him in the throat. And the lad just went down like a sack of spuds. He's still rolling, is he? No, he didn't roll. He just dropped dead. There's a, I don't know if you've got a video. He's, he's, he's going off on the stretch here and he's got his arms crossed like he's dead. It's so funny. Oh, really? <laughs> it's hilarious. That's, that's, that's go back to players get being do think, soft. Do you think yeah, people go down bad. too softly? Oh, big style. Do you see it in Sunday League? Do people copy it? Well, Baz had, a, a, <laughs> had one the weekend. He was rolling around holding his knee and then two seconds later he was sprinting up and down the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, I think he said he got headbutted, didn't he? Oh, no, that was another incident. <laughs> I think he kind of went, kind of headbutt someone, and then next minute he was down holding his head. Is it part of the game? <laughs> no, it's that's that's part of what annoys people about the game. I think it's part of the game in nearly every other part of the world, except for like Western Europe, and maybe not even Western Europe. Maybe just like the UK and Ireland, maybe where diving's frowned upon. Because South, South America, like applauded. It's like they say it's just like part of part of business. It's like the dark, the dark arts of the game. Yeah. Tell, yeah. tell us, tell us about Mick McCarthy. Mick McCarthy just took a new job. Out in Cyprus? Yeah. Oh, I used to live in Cyprus, actually. Yeah, some, Did some you? Stage of my life. You're a man, man of the world. What oh, were you yeah. doing in Cyprus? I was actually uh, working on a bill's grills. <laughs> I used to have like a, a, super, a super soaker gun, you know, Did like you, a yeah, square yeah. gun. Yeah, shooting people. Used to be full up, full up with vodka. Oh, yeah. So we used to get them and square it down their throats and stuff. Good time? Oh, unbelievable stuff, yeah. yeah. Four months of that every day. Do you think Mick McCarthy will enjoy himself in Cyprus? I wonder when he go on the bills grills. <laughs> Uh, with, the, with the super so <laughs> team building yeah McCarthy might struggle out there because it's a total different style of football and then yeah. the language barrier yeah because Cyprus is next to Greece in between Greece yeah. and like no that's Greece. Greece yeah I've never been you've been Tom I've not been to Cyprus no, no. Lads, maybe team building it's too far we'll take the Celtic on a booze cruise we went to Greece and that was far grim that was a long trip it was a long fight From three, here, three long yeah no it is it's a a trip down, all right. Well, if you're in the UK or Ireland, it's not that bad. <laughs> From here, it's a bit of a stretch. Go Mexico instead. Mexico. Yeah, Blue's Cruise in Mexico, team building. Yeah, yeah. All right, so before we wrap up, we, you know, we did a little thing. Well, you would know this because you listen to the show. But at the, end of, <laughs> at the end of every show, we do final thoughts where you have to share just one final thought, which we can give to the listeners and they can take away and think about for the week. It could be a question. It could be one of your own experiences in the game, something you like in the game, something you don't like in the game. You heard Fraser. Fraser calls it grinding his gears, something he doesn't like, or butter in the biscuits, which something he enjoys in the game. Which is why he's no longer on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so don't do that. Don't butter, <laughs> don't butter any biscuits. Tom, Tom usually does final thoughts and it's it's progressively getting worse so don't worry there's no pressure here but just something go on go on, go on Thomas go ahead Tom. you look like you generate an idea I'm trying to think so. of something I've got one so team okay. building we're okay. talking about team building maybe a booze cruise yeah, yeah. What, what do you think would be like a great team building exercise for like a Sunday league team other than just sitting in the pub yeah. all day we team think? build every weekend yeah, we team build before and after the game yeah <laughs> and, and we have like an end season party every four weeks <laughs> 
mid season party. I think you need to make the league shark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we just play one match. <laughs> New season, end of season five, beginning of season five, end of season five. We need a player of the year awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll separate those up. So, go to what? Do, do you know what's the best team built yeah. in the then? What's the well, best I always like going to Quasar. <laughs> <laughs> Quasar. For anyone that doesn't know what Quasar is, Quasar is laser tag. Laser tag. Laser yeah, tag yeah, in yeah. American terms. It's not Quasar in America. It's laser tag. So, laser tag. <laughs> We can't do that. You right? just cheat. I reckon you just put your hands in front of the target. That's what I, I can't get you. I'd sit on the floor in the corner like this. We have to do that. We have to do it now. Or paintball. Paintball. Yeah, paintball is another one. Paintball would go bad. Hit him with the gun. Someone would have a hostage. We'd like three of us have someone. He's getting it. So, so laser tag is your sharp team building, Tom. What do you think? There's a lot of different things you can do for team building. Skydiving? I'd quite like to see us do one of those escape rooms. It could be an absolute disaster. Every man for himself trying to yeah. get out of the room. Definitely not axe throwing. <laughs> no. That's quite throwing. popular in Phoenix at the moment, axe throwing. But imagine our team doing that. We could go uh, go-karting. You love go-karting. Uh, I'm banned from go-karting. <laughs> you got the boot out of the go-karting. Oh, you heard all about that one. Yeah. I don't like it anyway. It's shit. It's only good. You know where we need to go? We need to go and do what Gareth did. Like uh, stock car racing. Is that what he did? Ooh, like um, driving a Ferrari. Gareth went to the desert. Yeah, he went down doing proper rally driving. Like maybe not. Maybe not to that extent. We can't but, like, yeah, on a you track. Have to be sober for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm talking. We're going to do a team builder without without drinking. Yeah, no drinking. This is sober, sober yeah. living. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wait, drunk laser tag would be way better though. Yeah. We just have to add drink into it, don't we? We're going to. Um, you could bring your super soaker. We're going to. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. There we go. We're going horse racing in January. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to a, a day at the races? Oh, let's get it going. Let's, let's get, get it going. going. Yeah. What's the place called again? Turf Paradise. Turf Paradise. Shout out Turf Paradise. We're going to host the Phoenix Celtic uh, mid-season. We could do the team building party. So what's our excuse play. for this one? What is this going to be like? A player uh, of the year award and the season deal. Team, team building. Team building. Team building. party. Team building. Christmas. Uh, 2021 new season 2021 end of COVID yeah, yeah. end of COVID is that be, is that <laughs> predict, be, you're predicting yeah. COVID's over is that going to be a Christmas deal yes uh, what about the Chris Grindle yeah we're doing Chris Grindle as well do you know what Chris Grindle is I, I know what it is it's it's a secret Santa isn't it yeah did yeah. you know that prior to him bringing it up uh, I didn't I just kind of put two and two together when he was explaining I've it. never heard it called Chris Grindle I've never Kringle. heard it called Chris Grindle either but when he was describing what it was I was like you're talking about secret Santa I've, I've got a family in Ireland and I've never heard them describe it as Chris Grindle there you go. <laughs> I text my cousin, like, do you know what Chris Kringle is like? Who's that? <laughs> so, yeah, we're doing the Secret Santa and a $20 ceiling, I think. I like it. That could be yeah. scandalous. Yeah, we need to set a date on that, I think. It's coming up yeah. quick. So we, we need to draw out the hat. Who's, who gets, you've got to get a name, haven't you? And yes. then don't tell them who you're doing. No, just describe it. Secret. Is. Secret. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. I want to know who Chris Kringle is, though. Yeah, get the listeners to get back to you on that one. All right. If you know who Chris Kringle is, then send us a message. Google him. Anyway. All right. Do you know what overall, what were your thoughts on the show? How do you think it went? Yeah, fantastic experience, lads. I can yeah. see the numbers only grown from here on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> regular that's, feature. That's, it's, it's easy when the bar was so low. <laughs> <laughs> All right, call it a day. Did you have a final thought? Or? My final thoughts were um, how much do you think we should spend on the Chris Grindle? Oh, so I was saying $5. Some of the lads weren't agreeing with that. So I like, two, two, I like 20. You can't buy anything for You can do a lot with 20. <laughs> Fucking Big Macs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Uh, Thursday, we're on the show with uh, Jonathan Florit and he, excuse me, Jordan Florit 
and he's written a book about Venezuelan football. He spent weeks in Venezuela. It's fucking crazy. Absolutely mental stories. So that's on Thursday this week. He's on the show on Thursday. And we've got De- Dean. We've got a special guest on the show in the next couple of weeks. Manchester United, DB. David Bellion. Yeah. <laughs> coming on the podcast. Yeah, I always remember. He used to wear the tall 90s, you know, the black and white yeah, ones. Yeah. Black down the middle. Yeah. Oh. Do you uh, remember who United signed him from? Um, I think it was Sunderland, yes. maybe. Bingo. Yeah. 90s football. That's it. He was so all legs, wasn't he? All, all legs. legs. All legs. <laughs> so there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's a South American football expert, John Arnold, that we have on the show. You can be the 90s football expert. Yeah, 90s, yeah. 90s, 90, what is it, 96? Like 2096, uh, about 2010. Yeah. What happened after 2010? Oh, well, I was on the beer for about four years. <laughs> <laughs> went to Cyprus. That's what you were saying. There's no international. That's what was, I went to Cyprus in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate, well, listen, thanks for coming on the show. Everyone else, get with us on social media and on the web at healthfeastobsession.soccer. Tom, anything else? Nah, it's just wrapping up. Dino, say bye. Thanks, Dino. Lads, have a good one. Cheers, cheers. Bye-bye.